Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Without further ado, my friends. my friends we are live on location at ingles markets 10903 anderson road in piedmont south carolina it is offsides mark ryan and diesel we are the fan upstate rolling on until seven o'clock p.m today here is how you guys can take part in the show you can give us a ring at 844 fan phone that's 844-f-a-n-f-o-n-e that's 844-326- 3663 and the com text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Away you go on the show. Um, there is a debt that I need to pay uh, to, a, to Melissa Level who is the director of advertising for Ingalls Markets. Um, And you heard the FSU chant song when the show opened today. No, that's hard for me to hear because I am a Florida Gator. I bleed orange and blue. I bleed orange and blue. But you see, I promised Melissa Level that, uh, that I would sing the Florida State fight song. Um, it, the, I, I promised her I would sing the Florida State fight song uh, if, if Florida State beat my Florida Gators. And that, my friends, is exactly what happened. So, unfortunately for you guys, um, momentarily, you're going to have to hear me sing. Okay, momentarily, that is what is uh, that's that's what's going to happen, and it's because I have a debt to pay. So if you are not interested in right or hearing damage, I you know you you can do what you got to do, but uh, I got to do what I got to do as well because I have to pay that debt. In the meantime. Here is what's coming up on the show today. We've got Josh Pate joining you at 4.20 p.m. this afternoon. 
we've got Kelly Ford joining you in the very next segment on the show today. There is a really interesting name for Clemson to keep an eye on in the transfer portal. Okay, in the transfer portal, no doubt about that. Who would win a 12-team playoff this year? This is one of the most unpredictable years, like many years you would say, okay, we'll mark the same team that would win the four-team playoff would win a 12-team playoff, right? The same team would win. Not the case this year, my friend, not the case this year. And why it seems to me like the drip of Gamecock transfers that I was warned could become a flood is now turning into a tsunami. What is going on in Columbia? Also, on the eve of uh, Clemson and South Carolina playing an undefeated basketball game? When is the last time that happened? Has that ever happened? Clemson and South Carolina undefeated on the hardwood. We'll get to that today. In the meantime, want to invite you guys to swing on by. Swing on by 10903 Anderson Road in, um, in Piedmont. I believe this is known as the Powdersville store. Is that right? This is the Powdersville store. So we are inside the Powdersville store. This is my favorite store. It has the nicest corner cafe. It darn near feels like a restaurant in here, and it is awesome. It is awesome, and it is incredible to be here. So without further ado, I appreciate that Diesel is letting me get this out of the way because this is deeply painful to me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to think of the most painful things I've ever had to do on the air. There was one time in the middle of the segment I had a call of nature that could not be avoided. There was another time during the middle of a segment where I got a bloody nose, there was one time where I had to take a pie to the face. Diesel and I uh, swung, swung our jingle bells trying to get them into a cup last year on, uh, on video. Uh, the, the coffee and mayonnaise mix that Will Levis did wasn't good. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is one of the more painful experiences that I've ever had in 16 years on the radio. Please make it stop, but unfortunately for me, it begins right now. You've got to fight, fight, fight for FSU. You've got to scalp up Seminoles. You've got to win, 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 win this game and run, roll on downhill to make those goals. For FSU is on the warpath now and at the battles and she's great. So fight, 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 fight for victory. The Seminoles of Florida State. F-L-O-R-I-D-A-S-T-A-T-E. Florida State, Florida State, Florida State. Woo. Uh, this is so painful. I don't got to sing it twice, do I? I don't have to sing it twice. I'll be doing this again at 5 p.m., Diesel. Twice in the show today. That was the agreement. Uh, I had to find the lyrics to this thing. It's so painful. And yet I have been the Florida State public defender the last few weeks here in this here in this country because no one else is there to defend them. Unbelievable. Not a bad fight song. Really not a bad fight song. It's not so great for me to sing. But what do you want? You lose a bet. You got to pay up. Well, now That's they have what we're doing here. Ron DeSantis to defend them. I, I, I read that he was trying to get a million dollars from the state of Florida to go fight this in court. 
so yeah, the, the Ron DeSantis is budgeting one million dollars to create a lawsuit to sue the committee for Florida State's exclusion. Okay, we hope all the kids at Flor at uh, Florida public schools have free lunches, Diesel, or you know, you you, you struggle yeah. to determine what would be a better appropriation of funds. Yeah, using a million that, right? dollars for the important things, right? Well, uh, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly the case. 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the show this afternoon. All right, my friends, let us open with this. And this is going to be a topic that we kind of kick around and get back to on the show today. All right. Uh, I want to open with this. The Carolina Panthers announced today that training camp is no longer going to be held in Spartanburg. The headline, carefully articulated, just says, Panthers will hold training camp in Charlotte. Why did they do it that way? Why did they just say, there are four, five, seven words here. Panthers will hold training camp in Charlotte. Why just seven words? Why Panthers will no longer hold tr training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina? It just, it makes it, an, it, it's an announcement like, okay, it's just going to happen. Very minor announcement. Nothing to see here. No big deal. Only it is a big deal. Only this is not a temporary thing that they're doing, the Carolina Panthers. This is a permanent thing that they are doing. Training camp for the Carolina Panthers in the state of South Carolina has come and gone. I spoke to management today, all right, and I asked them how they feel. And it's like it, it feels like a kick to the gut, if I'm honest with you. You know, now, some of you listening right now would hear this and say, well, Mark, I'd have to care in order for it to bother me. And that is a very viable issue, right? The lack of concern or care for the NFL team that has represented this area uh, in the 28 years of, it is, of its existence, right? That is a big concern. You know, I went to the, a local national department store. Okay, so when I say local national, it's here, but it's a national department store. Its logo is a bullseye. There's red carpet when you walk in. You know which department store I'm talking about, right? I went into that. Logo's a bullseye. Red carpet when you walk in. You know what department store I'm talking about? Okay. Um, in that department store in Greenville, South Carolina, there is not a single Carolina Panthers anything you can buy. Nothing. You got Clemson. You got South Carolina. You have other NFL teams. You have Charlotte FC, the soccer team. There is not a Carolina Panthers anything in Greenville, South Carolina. For the NFL team of this area, there is not a single Carolina Panthers paraphernalia here. Then I went into a sporting goods store sporting goods store and i said do you have carolina panthers gear here and they said "Ooh, i don't know let me see and i'm following them around and we're looking around nothing here nothing here nothing here there it is by the exit in the very back of the store on a one rack clearance aisle there were three items these are your dave tepper carolina panthers and maybe I'm not supposed to be saying this. After all, the Carolina Panthers air their games on one of our sister stations. 
But the vibe that I got from management today was give them hell. Give them hell, Mark, because they have taken a blowtorch to the relationship with the community in this area. And it is sad to see. You know, if I said to you guys, how do you ruin a, a franchise in seven years? You could not do a better job than Dave Tepper has done if you tried. So you know how, if Mark, the logo yeah. is, is supposedly the states of North and South Carolina combined? Sure. I say it's time for the state of South Carolina to secede from the Panthers logo. You don't get to use our name, image, and likeness in your logo if you're going to take the, the training camp away from us. Not that secession it, has gone really well for South Carolina in the past. No, no, it hasn't. It, it really hasn't. However, I think that's a great point. That is a great point. Christy Coleman, the president of the Carolina Panthers, said we're excited to hold training camp at our facility in Charlotte. We appreciate Wofford and the Spartanburg community for their hospitality over the years. We are dedicated to the fans of South Carolina. doesn't feel <laughs> that way. And we will continue to bring fan and community events to the state. Diesel, I'm going to add an ellipse to the end of that. We'll continue to bring fan and community events to the state, dot, 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 that not a single soul will attend. Not a single soul will attend. Do you guys realize when I moved here in 2019, I, the, one of the first things we did, okay, because I didn't realize that the logo for the Carolina Panthers was North and South Carolina, the states put together. Then they put a pan. I never knew that. Uh, I never knew that. So it's the two states put together, and I said, to what degree do you guys feel like the Carolina Panthers is your team here in South Carolina? Like, does it belong to South Carolina as well? Um, and 56% of you guys said, yeah, Carol the Carolina Panthers are South Carolina's team as well. They're South Carolina's team too, right? Well, I asked that same question last year. So from 2019 to 2022, three more years of awful ownership. And what happened? Last year, 16% of you said the Carolina Panthers are our South Carolina's team too. In three years, it went from a majority of the upstate population to a serious minority of the upstate population identifies the Carolina Panthers as being a South Carolina team, too. Well, why is that the case? It's because ever since Dave Tepper took over, you feel it. Some things you just feel, right? So there's a vibe. There's an attitude. You feel that he doesn't really give a rip about the South Carolina connection. You feel that, you know? Um, and it's a darn shame that that's the case. You know, now there is a Major League Soccer rule that you have to name the team after the city. So, like, Charlotte FC couldn't be Carolina FC. But he could have fought to use the states, right? I mean, he could have, he could have fought to, to combine the states in the name as, as opposed to just using a city. Here's a guy who flaunts all of the concerts that he brings to the area as some sort of communal value, even though a, char a concert that they put on in Charlotte doesn't really mean a whole hell of a lot to you or I. Here's a guy who took over a franchise, Dave Tepper, that made the playoffs four times in five years before he got here and has made it zero times in seven years since. And here's a guy who's about to be on his fifth head coach, in seven seasons 
Ron Rivera, Matt Rule, Steve Wilkes, Frank Reich, and now who knows? I'll also have you know that there is an incredibly incriminating article out today in The Athletic about what it's like to what what happened with Frank Reich and how this whole thing unfolded and um, and like what's going on behind the scenes. And it looks like it sounds like a total bleep show over there, guys, like a total bleep show. Um, what you've got is you've got backstabbing. You've got disagreements taking place. You have got infighting. You have got nothing resembling a winning organization. All right. And then you get what you've got, which is a which is an awful product on the football field. Joe Person, who covers the Carolina Panthers for the Athletics, said he er, Dave Tepper urged Frank Reich to go outside of his circle in building a supposed all-star staff. But as the season unraveled, there were differing opinions on Bryce Young, backstabbing, and ultimately another fired coach. Sounds like a great place to be. Other than that, sounds like a hoot to work over there in Charlotte. Would you guys believe that, yeah, would you believe that uh, in our connections with the Carolina Panthers, I've actually heard from Carolina Panthers employees that it's a very difficult place to work? This guy drives would, me crazy. Would you believe that? Would you believe that it's a very, very difficult place for, for them to work? So, in any case, in any case, uh, that is what's going on in uh, in 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 Carolina in uh, one Panther place. It is a it's a really unfortunate thing, and that's what's that's what we've established. That's what's going on right now. So, why does Dave Tepper not care about the South Carolina connection, the way that you or I care about the South Carolina connection, right? Why does he not care? Well, my friends, you can start by looking at the population of Charlotte. Right? You can, start by, you can start right there. When the Carolina Panthers were founded in 1995, the population of Charlotte was 596,000. Okay? That's essentially the, the population of greater Greenville today. That was the population of Charlotte when they got an NFL team. 596,000. With a population of 596,000, you need... You definitely need South Carolina to help you out. Here's the problem. You know, um, now in the year of 2023, the population is 2.3 mil, 2 million people. 2,300,000 2, people compared to 596,000 people when the franchise was born. And you've got Dave Tepper looking at numbers like this and saying, although not publicly, eh, we don't really need those guys anymore. You know, I don't really care to continue to build the facility in Rock Hill, South Carolina. That was only for show, and even though I'm a billionaire, I don't like the, the, the finances of this deal, so I'm going to pull the plug. We're going to pull the plug on, on the Carolina Panthers playing their training, training camp in Spartanburg because you know why? We don't need you anymore. Isn't it something? I mean, doesn't that just make you feel like crap? That, like, you guys were there when the Carolina Panthers needed you. And now you've got an owner who doesn't value the connection anymore. And Dave Tepper, I don't need to hear you say that you don't value the connection anymore. Mama always told me that actions speak louder than words. And your actions are speaking, are, are saying volumes 
right now. I mean, your actions are speaking so loudly, it's causing hearing damage. All right? You don't care. You don't care about South Carolina. That is, uh, that is patently obvious. And I don't need you to say otherwise. I can see it with your actions. 844-FAN-PHONE. That's 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the show today. We see you guys pouring in with texts about uh, the Carolina Panthers and Dave Tepper. My belief is he doesn't care about the state of South Carolina anymore. He, he looks at the numbers. He sees the growing population. He said, we needed you in 1995 with a population under 600,000. We no longer need you with a population of $2.3 million. And so slowly but surely, he's taking your privileges away. He's taking your amenities away. And you know what's going to happen? He's going to look up one day, and there's going to be no fans at One Panther Place because you guys have been there for this team rain or shine this is a despicable act today it's disgraceful and unfortunately for all of us with the removal of training camp in our area the upstate has a, a grade lowering of the sports scene here you know like whatever grade you would have had for the sports scene in the upstate yesterday it's lower today than it was yesterday because the panthers holding training camp here was a big deal and it's no longer and that's a darn shame you know um uh, an old wise man in radio once told me mark um if you don't care about what you're talking about why should your audience so why do you think i open with fire and brimstone and a ton of passion and a ton of energy because i care about what we're talking about i care about you guys right um Dave Tepper is showing you he doesn't care. So why should you? Kelly Ford next here on Offsides, live on location. Ingalls Markets in Powdersville, 10903 Anderson Road. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, the fan upstate. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joined right now by Kelly Ford, K Ford Ratings. Uh, he joins us every single Wednesday at this time. We are live on location, Ingalls Markets in Powdersville, the nicest corner cafe you will find anywhere. Rolling on until 7 p.m. today. It is the Upstate's most interactive sports talk show. 
on the fan upstate, 97.7 FM in Greenville, 97.1 FM in Spartanburg, 1330 AM in Anderson and Clemson, and wherever you are on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, joined right now by our friend Kelly Ford. I get the sense, Kelly, that this is going to be a little bit different of a, of a spot today than we normally do uh, because of what we've just seen and what we've just witnessed. You know, normally I find that as you get as you pass the age of 30, like, I don't know, man, chicks dig nerds when you're over 30. You know, like the things that you got made fun of when you were 13, when you're 30, kind of makes you a little bit sexy. So, you know, we have big sexy on Kelly Ford because he does all these numbers, right? He does all these numbers, and, and I like them. And even though stats are like bikinis, they show some things but not all, I really like what Kelly Ford brings us on a day-in, day-out basis. I, I get the sense this is not going to be mostly about numbers today. Kelly Ford, thelines.com uh, is uh, where you can get to his work. Also, K Ford ratings on Twitter, I refuse to call it X, joins us right now on the show. Kelly, I missed you last week, my my brother. How are you doing? What's going on? I'm doing well, Mark. Yes, missed you last week as well. Hope you had a good week, but good to be back talking with you today. Uh, lots to talk about in the college football world, that is for sure. So, Kelly, um, I believe, if I've, if I've read correctly, you're on my side with the Florida State stuff. How did we get here, Kelly, to me? And I'm going to ask the same question of Josh Pate. Because Josh Pate, I'm not – so Josh Pate said before he knew how it was going to unfold, he's not interested in even having a discussion of Florida State not being in if they're unbeaten. Then they were uh, unbeaten, and he said, this sucks, there's no good answer. Um, if, like, they may have gotten the teams right – to me, Kelly Ford, Florida State was the second most obvious and deserving selection to Washington. Washington won, Florida State two. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to exist in a world where Michigan's cheating scandal is less of a deal than somebody getting hurt. So I, I would have had Washington and Florida State as my shoe-ins. Michigan we have a debate on ethically. And then if Michigan is out, both Alabama and Texas get in. If Michigan is in, we have the debate on Alabama or Texas for the final spot. But what shocked me is that Florida State was on the chopping block at all. It just absolutely blew me away. Just Let's just flush Merritt right down the toilet, Kelly. Yeah, Mark, I'm absolutely with you. I was very surprised by the decision. I certainly had, you know, all year, Mark, you're asking me, you know, what are the chances Team X makes the playoff? What are the chances Team Y makes the playoff if they get to this record? All these things, right? I had an implicit assumption baked into all of my calculations that a 13-0 and Power 5 team, I don't care how many injuries they sustained, a 13-0 and Power 5 team had a 100% chance to make the playoff. And I guess how silly of me, right, to have assumed that apparently. Um, but I, I was very surprised. I did not think that if a team in a Power 5 conference went 13-0, and they would be left out. Uh, my most deserving ranking certainly suggests that Florida State was one of the most four, one of the four most deserving teams this year to make the playoff. I also just philosophically, Mark, we've talked about this before on this show and offline as well, the, the power ratings, the resume rankings, these numbers that are objective, and I take a lot of stock in these. Of course, I take great pride in them. They are, they are my own numbers that I produce. So I can be biased towards believing that they're accurate. 
I even say they're a starting point. Any power rating out there, any resume ranking out there, that's all a starting point for conversation. It's not the end-all, be-all. And I say I put that caveat in there because I think there has to be some common sense applied to the conversations that we have about college football teams and, and, and the resumes they put together. To me, common sense could have told you this is a somewhat easy decision. You've got three undefeated Power 5 champions. The other two each have one loss, and they played each other. Boom, there you go. Like, from a common sense standpoint, this decision could have been made in five seconds. I'm not suggesting that it didn't deserve more consideration. It certainly does. But I think we got too cute here. The committee, you know, overthought it. They, they, they tried to, to look too deep into things, and they totally missed the mark as a result of it. I, I'm disappointed. Um, it's disheartening. I don't know how you can look at Florida State and say your quarterback shouldn't have gotten hurt. If you really wanted to look at Alabama, you could have looked at him and said, ah, you know what, guys? Great season. You should have beat Texas at home. If you wanted to look at Texas, you could have said, you know what, guys? Great season. You should have beat Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. What do you say to Florida State? Your quarterback shouldn't have gotten hurt? I mean, I kind of feel like, what are we doing here? It was my feeling when it all went down. Uh, Kelly, you know, the CFP wasn't on the line at the time, but a few weeks ago there was conversation around Georgia when Brock Bowers uh, went down. Obviously, this situation is based on Jordan Travis's absence. How does your model account for injuries at key positions? And if it doesn't, how would one even approach adding that to a model? Yeah, Diesel, that's such a good question. It's something that I spend a lot of time on, as you can imagine, you know, in the summers, in the off-seasons. The, the short answer is I don't explicitly account for player injuries. The only time we're really dealing with player-level data, at least in my world with what I'm doing, is in the summer as you generate the preseason ratings because you're looking at returning production. Of course, that's very player-based. It's very position-based, uh, and that carries different weight. How could you do it? You could build a player-based model. Uh, I don't have the time, energy, or resources to do that. Uh, perhaps one day if my life circumstances change, that's something that I could, I could delve more into. But one thing that I have considered doing and that you could look at here is you could see, okay, what, what did the model expect of this team in this game? And then they didn't have the player. How did the team actually perform? You could, over the course of time, kind of aggregate what were the performances without that player relative to expectation. And that could kind of give you a proxy, if you will, for what that player's value is to that team. Now, you, you get compounding variables there very quickly, so you have to be very careful about the conclusions you draw. But that could be kind of a, a rough estimated way to do it. I will also say, Diesel, that while I don't account for player injuries explicitly it does implicitly get captured as i just mentioned because of the performance of these teams so for example florida state their offensive unit ranking fell in my numbers here recently from number nine going into the north alabama game to number 14 currently so the model that's a long way to fall this late in the year with just those few games played the model knows something drastic has happened with the florida state offense even though it doesn't know explicitly that it's jordan travis the star quarterback that's missing Kelly Ford joining us on the show. Kelly, can we go through and Diesel? If you think any of these, feel free to uh, feel free to chime in as well. Um, can we go through the talking points against Florida State? Hey, Mark, they chose the four best teams. Okay, well, why isn't Georgia in there then? Georgia would be favored, I'm told, against every other team. That is a major stumbling block against Florida State. Uh, they no one wants to see a blowout. I don't care what you want to see. What I care about are having the most deserving teams in there. 
it's best teams, Mark. It's not most deserving. Well, when I look at what Florida State accomplished this year, the line between best and most deserving is blurred to me, Kelly. What are the other talking points that have really burned your brownies that you've heard as, they, as they've come up? No, that, that's it, Mark. I mean, you just hit on the most salient ones. And I think to me, I don't know if you want to call it a talking point, but it's the inconsistency with which the committee ranked teams, even in this final ranking here, because we were told by Boo Corrigan, and, and, and he's speaking on behalf of the committee, we were told that the difference here at four and five is, well, Alabama's just a better team. That's just what we think. One, that rubs you the wrong way because the committee is, is deciding, a group of 13 individuals in a conference room is deciding collectively, we're going to prioritize what we think we know, which is that Alabama is a better team than Florida State without Jordan Travis, and Alabama will be favored over Florida State, versus what we actually know, which is over the course of the last four months, Florida State went 13-0 and and passed every single test that was put in front of them. Uh, mind you, two and a half of those games, two and three quarter of those games, were played without Jordan Travis as the starting quarterback. Um, so, so that, to me, that, that's an inconsistency right there that, hey, we're going to take the best team uh, at four and put Alabama over Florida State because, Mark, to your point, then why was Florida State at five? Because Georgia is a, quote, better team than Florida State by that notion. Ohio State is a, quote, better team by Florida State than that notion. You could argue Missouri, Ole Miss, Oregon, all those teams are, quote, better teams than Florida State. So that inconsistency rubbed me the wrong way because they only applied it there. And another example of that, Mark, uh, the debate between Liberty and SMU. The, the answer, the rationale Boo Corrigan gave for why Liberty over SMU, his answer to, quote, was, well, Liberty just found ways to keep winning. They just kept winning. They just kept finding a way. Okay, that's exactly what Florida State kept doing, too. You're going to tell me that on a neutral field, SMU would be, or Liberty would be favored against SMU? There's no way. So you took the more deserving team by my own numbers. My own numbers support that. Liberty higher ranked than SMU in the most deserving rankings. But SMU is power rated much higher than Liberty. So I think leaving out Florida State was disturbing. But ultimately, what was almost even more disturbing was just the inconsistency with which the committee applied their logic based on where they were in the rankings. I, I really, really struggle with that. And again, the committee got it wrong. It's the first time I've said that in 10 years. The committee got it wrong. Kelly, you know, you, you answered my question there before I, I had a chance to ask it about Liberty there versus uh, SMU. I, you know, I had an argument with a listener yesterday about Tulane and, and Liberty uh, be having uh, the the right to that shot at the New Year's Six, and I said, "Well, Tulane lost. Tulane lost. Liberty kept winning. SMU beat beat Tulane there. Um, what are your numbers saying right now about some of these bowl matchups? Have you started going through these bowl matchups and started looking at them? And is there a chance? Is there a chance in hell for Liberty to have something for Oregon in that New Year's Six game?" Yeah, Diesel, um, I have to kind of give the disclaimer right off the top. My numbers, my model, performs significantly worse during bowl season. And there's easy, it's easy enough for me to explain. During the regular season, for the most part, you've got full player participation. Of course, injuries uh, take, take effect. But nobody's opting out of the regular season for the most part. Uh, the, the, the motivational aspect, most teams continue to be motivated throughout the regular season. You've seen instances where – a team doesn't have a great year and they lose interest late or, or, or what have you. But by and large, motivation and player opt-ins are not an issue in the regular season. During bowl season, not only are those issues, those are driving factors. So um, my projected lines for postseason games, for, for bowl games, I should say, outside of the playoff, 
take them with a grain of salt, right? So I have not dove into what my numbers say about all that. To be quite honest, I had to take a little bit of a break from all the, the crunching of the numbers because I was so distraught by the, the Florida State decision. And I'm not even a Florida State fan. I'm just a college football fan that wants to see what's right get done in this sport. Um, but what can we – you asked about Liberty in particular. Absolutely. Like, Oregon's a much more talented team than Liberty. I, there's no really debating that. The question is, Liberty, this is their Super Bowl. I, I mean, this is – everything to them this is everything to every group of high team every single year we've seen it year in and year out a g5 play well and even win like last year with tulane um, over usc in the cotton bowl so the question to me is how motivated will oregon be how, how many players from the oregon you know starting lineup will opt out and and what is where's the mindset of the oregon players in this game very disappointed right that they're not playing in the college football playoff because they thought going into last week if they would have won against washington they're likely in the playoff who knows what the committee would have actually done but i think that was their mindset um and based on the committee's love for oregon that probably would have been the case so where's their mind who's playing who's not i will say with regard to the playoff i do have projected lines for those that i feel much better about i've got texas minus five i think i last saw uh texas about minus four and a half so very very close in that game the other game is a little bit more of a discrepancy diesel i i know the line is like michigan minus one i've got michigan minus four and a half now i don't love that because i do know that alabama the way they're playing right now maybe not fully indicative of what their season-long power rating is which is what i have but I just keep coming back to the fact that Michigan's a very, very sound team. They don't have the highest ceiling in college football, but I really believe they have the highest floor. So if both teams play their A-plus game, Alabama probably finds a way to win. But Michigan, on average this year, has played much closer to an A game week in and week out than Alabama has. We will see what Alabama is able to bring. Of course, the whole month to prepare adds a dynamic to this game in particular, too. So that's interesting. But I feel much better about my projected lines for the playoff games than I do for really any other bowl game. Kelly, who would you favor to win a 12-team playoff this year? It's It's been interesting to me. The cutoff seems to be two losses. I'm looking at LSU at number 13, and I'm saying, okay, well, they're just not going to play Florida State anymore. Clemson fans are debating why do we need to play Georgia at the beginning of next year. Look what happened to Florida State. There's no incentive to play that game, right? Zero incentive to play that game. Uh, why? Why do it? And so then you're looking at, okay, well, here's the situation we've got. If we had a 12-team playoff this year, the cutoff is two losses. Some of your last teams would be Ole Miss and Penn State. Who would your model favor to win the 12-teamer? Yeah, um, Marshall, right now, if I just read you kind of my top eight to ten teams in the power ratings, and we can debate which ones here and there because I, I have my own personal disagreements with the model this year, as I know I have in the past. But the model right now, power rating-wise, Michigan's number one. Ohio State is still number two. That's the team, like, you kept talking about this best conversation. If you really wanted the best, I think Ohio State – only a six-point loss on the road at the committee's number one team, had the ball, 30 seconds left, driving. Like That's a team that I think from a best standpoint still in there. Oregon, I know it drives people absolutely nuts. I still have Oregon number three in the power ratings. Penn State, that's a team that most people don't expect to see up there. I have them number four. Then you get to Georgia at five, Alabama at six, Texas is seven, Oklahoma's eight, LSU a three-loss team at number nine, Notre Dame's my number ten, Washington, Florida State, both outside my top ten currently from a power rating standpoint. Um, so which you're asking me, which team do you think would win it though? Kelly, that's what the model says. I mean, I'm looking at Georgia. I'm looking at Alabama. I'm looking at Oregon. I, I really think Oregon, that's just a tough matchup they have with Washington. I think they might actually do better against teams not named Washington, uh, in, in a 12 team playoff. So 
you're not going to get, you know, any real surprises. You're not going to get a, a Cinderella run here. It's going to be more of the teams you traditionally see at the top or that you expected to see at the top uh, win the 12-teamer, in my opinion. Of course, we'll start finding out next year. But that's where I'd be looking, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon. Like, those are the teams that I'd be looking at in the 12-team playoffs saying these are the favorites. I don't really care what they're seeded. Uh, Kelly, I was dead set against the expansion to 12 because I'm a quality over quantity guy and they're making a quantity over quality decision. But when you do this, I'm going to sacrifice the quality of the biggest games because I'm darn sure not going to see this happen to anybody else ever again. I am disgusted and I'm glad that you share. uh, I'm not surprised that you share that value system, Kelly. And I I mean that in the nicest of ways. Um, And I'm happy to see that you're on the right side of this, even though Florida State is my hated rival. You're the best, pal. Thank you so very much. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate you and Diesel. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right, take care. Kelly Ford, thelines.com, joining us here on the show this afternoon. We are live on location at Ingalls Markets in Powdersville. That's 10903. This is the nicest corner cafe that i've ever seen if i have not had the privilege of meeting you i would love to have the privilege of meeting you please swing on by say hello it would be fantastic to have the chance to meet you we've got a a small crowd of people forming out here this is great to see out here today my main man action jackson is sitting to my right and we're live on location ingles and powdersville right here on the fan upstate It's Offsides Live on location, Ingalls Markets in Powdersville. Fantastic to have you with us as we roll on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Thanks to Kelly Ford for joining us in the last segment. Josh Pate coming up at 4.20 p.m. this afternoon. The big topic on the show today, and guys, quite honestly, you know that I'm always going to keep it a buck with you. Right, I'm always going to keep it 100 with you. If I said to you, what grade would you give the sports scene in the upstate? What grade would you give the sports scene? Well, what do you have in the upstate? Clemson is in the upstate. That is a prime time uh, college football team. There are South Carolina fans in the upstate. You have uh, Furman in the upstate that is making everybody proud, right, at the FCS level. You've got uh, minor league teams, right? You've got the Greenville Triumph. uh, You've got the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. You've got the Greenville Drive. There's going to be a new new minor league team in Spartanburg. You've got all this, but with all that put together, okay, if I was to give you a grade before today of what the sports scene is in South Carolina, I would say C. Now, to me, Diesel, it's demoted to a C-minus because this was a big deal. Having an NFL training camp in your backyard is a really big deal. And the Carolina Panthers today, with a very understated headline, kind of as if to say nothing to see here, is taking training camp away from you. The headline simply says, Panthers will hold training camp in Charlotte's. You know, they're, they're trying to soften the blow. The real headline is Panthers training camp will no longer be in South Carolina. Will no longer be. You know, they're trying to spin this in a way I'm not going to let them. And I think it's all coming from the owner. It all starts at the top. 
And I am, I don't know about you guys, I'm none too pleased with what I'm seeing here today. 71307 on the carpro.com text line. Uh, 71307 on the carpro.com text line is where you can get to us. Let's see here. Texter says, uh, let's see here. Mark, RG3 went at ESPN and the committee during the Rome show. Interesting. I got to go back and, uh, and hear that. Texter says, Mark, I may or may not have turned that down when you were singing, but good on you for paying up. It was not easy for me to do, Spartanburg Jay. Not easy at all. Uh, Spur Daddy says, Mark, the Panthers and David Tepper suck for return infinity. I'm officially done with the Panthers. Michigan J. Todd says, with his effort and skill exhibited on the FSU fight song, I can see why Mark was awarded a scholarship to Florida to study music. You saw, Texter, why Florida isn't known for their music department. That's what you saw. Uh, Spur Daddy says, you see no Panthers gear because they are officially not South Carolina's NFL team. Well, Spur Daddy, again, in 2019, 56% said they were. How come last year, when we did the exact same question, it was 16%? What changed? What changed? You know, this feels like a relationship, and Diesel, you tell me if I'm wrong. This isn't like a sudden and unexpected breakup. This is that long-term relationship where you just slowly, over time, the relationship erodes, and you, you wake up one day, and you're just not in love anymore. Yeah, this is... That's what... This is mom and dad have been together for 40 years. You invite the kids over to the house for dinner. They think everything's going to be fine. Just a normal dinner. And then they say, Sally, Timmy, sit down. Your mother and I have something to say. We are getting a divorce. they They just hit you with it out of the middle of nowhere. Peace. Bye. This is done. And that's that's the way it feels. It just feels like this this steady this steady distancing that has taken place, and it's really sad because each day, each month, each year that goes by, it feels as though there's less of a connection to the state of South Carolina than there was the day, month, and year before. And that has all happened under Dave Tepper's watch. The Carolina Panthers reached out to you when they needed you in 1995 when the population was 596,000 people. Sadly, with a population of 2.3 million, it doesn't seem they need you anymore. What a crying shame this, year, this is. Folks, I don't need to hear that they care about South Carolina. I need to see it. Actions speak louder than words, and right now, their actions are saying they don't. Up next on the show, who would win a 12-team college football playoff this year? We're live on location, Ingalls Markets in Powdersville, and we are the Fan Up State. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.